to Hey One and Hello, and welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. Um, okay, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm I sick. stuck that landing. Yeah, <laughs> Run with the struggle. Now, there was a lot of urgency that I really wasn't prepared for. <laughs> I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. Now, that was great on my end, I think. And you nailed it first time. Yeah. yeah. That dismount. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. We're here. If you If you feel like you need help, we're here. It better be tiny help. Don't come to us thinking that we can help with, I don't know, that murder that you did. Mm. I think people who've done murders are looking for help as such, more than they are looking for escape. Yeah, we we don't have any ladders. Before no. we get stuck into things, uh, I've got a picture I want to show you guys. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get your opinion. I just want to get your... Um, your first instinct when you look at this picture. Okay, so should we approach the microphone to react audibly into it? Yeah, we're doing a kids Podcasters react. react. Podcasters react to this advert. What do you see? Balls. I see balls. That's balls. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a dick. That's, well, it's a foot kicking some balls. Yeah. It. The more you look into it, the less and more weird it gets. Okay, so my immediate first reaction, my brain on a primal level registered, that's a dick and some testicles. That's a penis. Yeah, straight away. And then the more I look at it, the more I go, of course it's not. I don't know how I could see that shape. I yeah. look away for one second and look back and, oh, it's a dick again. It's a penis. The thing that I'm confused by the most is that the idea they're supposed to be trying to present is that the, the the shoe is so good, it'll kick a ball clean in half. Yeah. So for for obviously our, our audio listeners, those who aren't able to see what's going on, i.e. all of you. Everyone that isn't in this room right now. Yeah. And if you are in this room, Where? get out. <laughs> How did you get here? I'll give you a quick rundown. I'll post this on Twitter as well so you can all see. But uh, it's basically a, a ball made of concrete, which has been cleft in twain by apparently a shoe that's on top of it. So it's been kicked hard and it's been broken. But it's arranged in a very phallic way. The thing that actually confuses me the most is that the way, if, if you were going to be kicking something so hard that it went in half, yeah. the part that you were kicking would be further away. The way this is made up is that you're kicking it and then you're kicking it so hard the second half of the ball is going back in on itself. Yeah, it's getting closer to the foot. Doesn't make any sense. You're kicking it so hard that you're reversing gravity. They say a new level of precision. That would they... certainly be a new level. Yeah, backwards. Also, if that's what they're advertising their shoe is doing, I don't really think that's what you want in a football match. No, I think... Two balls. Football is pretty played out. Everyone knows the way that's going to go. One ball rolls onto the pitch and people kick that one ball. <laughs> it doesn't roll onto the pitch. They're not all waiting for it. Just when's the ball going to get released? <laughs> it is if you're playing table football. I was thinking of table football. And maybe we can start with practicing this in table football. You start with one ball. One yeah, let's roll ball. around. Okay, one ball, you're going to get one point. Man, that's mathematically and interesting. Then wait for that one ball to go down the gutter and come out the bowling. Nope, sorry, wrong sport again. <laughs> what if you had a mechanic where your player could kick the ball extra hard and divide it in two, and then each of those balls only got half a point? We've done this. This is Hydra. This Hydra. Is a, this is a Hydra. You kick the ball, and then that smaller ball you kick again, and then before you know it, is a pitch covered in ping pong balls. Yeah. yeah. We've done this bit, I swear. We Have did we? Ho we did hockey where Yeah, but this you is football. The Tom. Tom, this is football. It's completely different. Different sport. None of the mechanics transfer. <laughs> a, a, puck, a puck is not a ball. A puck is a cross section of a ball at best. Yeah. A puck is what's happened was you kicked a ball with a shoe. Yeah. Yeah, if you kick the ball in half, then kick the top half of that, then you're left with a puck, and that's how hockey was born. Mm. With this shoe, and then we've travelled back in time to create it for the masses. This is a very good shoe. It can kick concrete in half and time travel. Yeah. Buy it. 199 RIP. Wow. This, this podcast is not sponsored by Nike, but their advertising has worked on us. 
I'm going to go out and buy me some cleats. I can just imagine turning up at Foot Locker just, Hello, have you got any of those time-travelling cleats? I need the time-travelling concrete shoe kickers. Am I too late? How can I be? <laughs> Are you wearing them right now? Quick, kick me! <laughs> kick kick me. me back to 1995! <laughs> so, run on down to your local Nike shop, support local businesses, and buy the time-travelling cleat shoe. But before you do that, listen to our podcast where we help you out with a few little issues of your own. First World problems we'll give you those first world sweet solutions because we're those sweet boys with the good minds who'd like to start us off oscar yeah i would i'd love to i'd love to that's why i'm I'm ready right now here i go with brian go hey says i know this is an incredibly first world problem but i can't believe we're moving into a new fashion season and i'm not even done with the previous yet is this someone who actually lives by fashion seasons i didn't realize that was a thing you could actually do no i honestly thought that was like a nebulous concept i kind of view the year in two halves half of the year where i can wear a hoodie half of the year where i can't wear a hoodie Mm. anymore it's yeah for me it is i can wear jeans or i can wear jeans but i'll be uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) i can wear jeans or i have to wear jeans for me it's fashion season is this kind of thing where you look at what you should be doing massive air quotes and you go yeah some of it's cool and you take some of the bits on board but a lot of you just ignore it's like dieting like people have these year-round diets where they you know get fit for summer get fat for winter whatever those are the two diets i'm on my get fat for winter diet the bear diet (laughs) And I look at it and I go, yeah, I might have some spinach, but I'm not going to go whole hog into the quinoa and all that. But maybe I'll lose a pound. Great. But I don't dive in on diet season. And I do the same for fashion. I'll be like, ah, those weird t-shirts with the long hem. Sure, why not? But this thing with all, all the zips... No, thank you. I have plenty. I've got plenty of zips. Uh, I've heard of flies on my jeans. I've, I've got, got one whole, per jean. I've got a whole drawer of zips at home that I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not using. Flush for zips. It's all good. Uh, Keep them. The way, the way that this is phrased is the most confusing part of it. I'm not even done with the previous yet. Is So as someone who doesn't subscribe to working within a season of fashion, how can you be done with a season of fashion like can you get to the end of a season can you complete a season of fashion this is the thing if you're abiding by the fashion season surely you're done when they say you're done yeah Yeah. surely you're done when the next one rolls around so you can't just say i abide by season and then be like but i want this one to go on longer i guess it's like a it's just a nostalgia sort of thing like you you're enjoying this season you're like yeah i like what they're doing with this and you want it to keep going a bit longer like but no, the cowboys are back in now. Well, I mean, look at skinny jeans, for an example. They came in one season and they've not really left since. And so if you're into skinny jeans, fantastic. Mm. You, you're happy. But if you moved on to next season and suddenly it was Jinko jeans. When gonna, will that happen? A man, can, a man can live in hope every day. A man day. can live in hope, but some men might live and think, eh, I want to stick with the skinnies. And so they'd be disappointed when the season moves on. But of course, being a slave to the season, you have to move on. The one I'm finding now is that if I want to buy a pair of just standard black skinny jeans online, Mm. because the season in which just having plain black skinny jeans is now presumably over and has been replaced by plain black skinny jeans but rips all the way up and down them, it is seemingly impossible to find the plain one from last season because that that, that time is now over. I feel like moving into the actual year season, you know, an actual season that everyone agrees is a real thing. I feel like the rips are gonna gonna go away again because people don't want to buy clothes with holes in that when it's getting colder and stuff. Mm. But so maybe this person is not done with the previous season of let's say he's in spring and he's not done with the pre-summer season, but it's getting too hot. So he has to adapt shorts, you know, yeah. adapt longer things to a warmer time. It's about adapting before you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, because you either fall behind and then you're not part of the fashion season and you're ridiculed mercilessly by everyone you know or you you follow the seasons and you're disappointed because it's not what you want so what do you do 
so what you do is you need to have, we've already touched on having adaptable clothing for seasons like, something about mesh? I can't, I, <laughs> flesh mesh, was that flesh it? Flesh mesh, yeah. That was something which is like a modular kind of piece of clothing which yeah. can adapt to the season and stuff. But I think the problem this guy's having is that he's, he's not ready to let go of, you know, like woven straw hats mm. and uh, reflective aviator sunglasses and a, a, a t-shirt with, zips on it and the little wine neck things mm. he's not ready to let go of that style because he's locked in he's he's happy with it but the new fashion season has come out all of those things are out and he can't be behind yeah. i'm thinking a service you can take your old season clothes to be modified to look like the new season ah the best of both worlds okay let's let's take an example of a an outdated fashion style which you want to update for the modern day deep mm. scoop v-neck deep scoop v's as a former employee of a trendy clothes store, I can tell you that Deep Scoop V's are still knocking about. Mm. Okay. But largely from the very wealthy, very muscular gentleman who wishes to show off his wealth and muscles. Mm. <laughs> I do keep my wealth on my chest. <laughs> That's where it goes. You get to a certain level of, of Just of under wealth. your clavicle. Is that where the clavicle is? That is where the clavicle is, Today yeah. on First World Biology. It's a lid for your wealth. Yeah. And once you get to a certain amount, it overflows and you need to have a deep scoop V to show everyone. To catch the flow. To catch the catch the money. Okay, so how would we update a deep scoop V for this current season coming out? Or scarf. Adding zips? Make, turn it into a scarf. Turn oh. it into a scarf. Well, turn hang, it into a snood. Hang on now. You've said adding zips. Yes. Is that to, to suggest that you have the zips along the edge of the V? Yes. Yeah. And you can actually adjust how deep it is by raising the zip up or down. Yes. I, I love that. That's that is fantastic. then, you can then wear that shirt for about six years and just adjust it to whatever the trend is. Yeah, because that's basically a timestamp on where we are in society is how deep the V is. Mm. You know, like you look at medieval times, tabards, no Vs. Now, like about 2007 was like navel deep Vs, like all yeah. the way down. And so if you've got the technology in which you can adjust, you just look outside and go, oh, that V is just above nipple, zip down. Or you go, oh, it's all crew necks now, zip all the way back up again. And then you've just got a zip down the middle, yeah. which is, it's a small price to pay, but that's pretty good. There we go. We've, I think, landed on it. Adjustable style. Mm. Adjustable style. Flexi style. That's nice. We got anything flashier? Flashy style. Fashion forward. Fashion. Wait. Fashion forward, like you Fle get in a book. Flexi fashion, faxy, faxy, faxy. I'm feeling faxy. <laughs> There's got to be fashion because you fashion something, you make something out of something. That's you. You would fashion a thing. That's um, the verb. So we've, there's got to be a pun there. Fashion, like you're shunning old fashion in the in <clears throat> the favour of new fashion. So fashion. No, mm. I'm getting not a lot of pushback from that. it's the best thing we have. So unless uh, there's a better suggestion in the next five seconds, no, we're going on, with it. Hang oh. on. Um, oh. What about instead of DIY, we have FIY, fashion it yourself. Okay. Fi. Fi. FIY. <laughs> FIY. Yeah, because we don't say die. I'm just going to go home and do some die. You might say that if you're feeling sad, but you're not going to say that if you're putting up a shelf. And it's good because if you don't do letters very well, you could confuse it for FYI, which is a cool teen speak for for your information. Mm. From oh, is about, that what it means? From about, well, as a non-cool teen, I'm just speculating. Now, hang but... on, let's let's channel the, maybe we may fashion yourself in? Fashion yourself it. Fashion yourself it. <laughs> it's suitably... <laughs> corporate teen speak enough what about like it's fashion comma you're it mm. fashion yeah it's <laughs> fashion you're it fashion you indeed 
<laughs> Perfect. FYI, the adjustable clothing brand. Fashion you, you indeed. indeed. Great. <laughs> like the advert can be a guy going, me, could I do fashion? And then the guy comes in and he's like, fashion, you indeed. indeed. And then they do like a star wipe to and all of his outfits. And all it is, it's a box of zips. <laughs> Which you can affix to various pieces of clothing in your wardrobe, which either you can zip things up or down, attach bits to it, like those super cool zip-off trousers that go into shorts. Yeah. yeah. It's just that. Well, yeah, if you want to rip jeans, put a zip on it, oh, rip it open. Zip jeans. <laughs> Zipped jeans. Pre-zipped <laughs> jeans. TM, TM. I want a TM on zipped jeans, because 100% guarantee they will be a thing at some point in the next five years, seven years? Honestly, weak. Yeah. Right. Honestly, they're old school. It'll happen dude. before the episode comes out and we won't see a penny. Yeah. Because of those damn corporates. Not corporations. <laughs> corporates. Those damn corporates. Those damn corporals. Those damn corporate corporals in their corpulent tower. Corpus Christi. Agatha Corpus. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. FYI. FYI. Fashion? You? Indeed. 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 Uh, the, for the fashion conscious among us. Um, moving on then. We got on here from Twitter from Alice Milligan. That's Millibum91, who says, struggling with the fact I don't have a holiday currently booked. I can, I can kind of understand this. Yeah. Simply for the fact that my mum is the worst for pre-booking holidays too early. Mm. Uh, to put it into perspective, she has summer 2020 all wrapped up. Bloody hell. Yeah, she that's is... A keen, that's keen. That's keen, because she hates the feeling of not having one to look forward to. Yeah. When you don't have a holiday on the docket, life stretches into the unknown, and you don't know what's up. No. You can't plan, you can't schedule, you can't do anything, because you don't know where you're going to be, and what beach you're going to be sat on, which tourist attraction you're going to be taking a picture of and showing to your family. Right, you do need those little landmarks. I need yeah. to practice my pose ahead of going somewhere so I can pretend to be interacting with a landmark. I've heard about this tower in Pisa. I want to know what to do with it. <laughs> do I prop it up from one side, or do I push it over from the other side? And these are the kind of decisions I need a good two years advanced planning to decide on. So yeah, that true. At you least... need to set up the Survey Monkey site and yeah. send out to all your friends. Mm -hmm. In all fairness, I think if people travelling to Pisa had to wait a minimum of two years specifically to come up with a more original thing to do with the Leaning Tower, yeah, I'd be all for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, last thing you've got the you've got the pushing over. You got the holding up. You've got the lying on the ground and pretending it's your penis in your trousers. That's a that's a classic. That's a new one. Mm. There really isn't a lot else you can do. Well, but like more ambitious, jump in the air at exactly the right height that makes it look like you're sitting on top of it and causing it to fall down. Mm. What about holding some foil wrapped in your hands and making it look like you're having a tower baguette? That's also true. Holding an arm inside a sleeve and pretending that jumping up and pretending that your arm is the Leaning Tower of Pisa <laughs> going into the ground. Yeah. Uh, Are there any different perspectives we can take? Aerial? Like a drone shot. <laughs> so over the top in which you just see a circle, I would assume. Well, it'd be a sort of smeared circle. <laughs> yeah, a, a wonky circle. Yeah. With you at the front just kind of going, ah, holding yeah. it up. I'll tell you what, I mean, it's, it's not a very good photo, but it is at least more unique of a photo. True. Yeah. Anyway, to get back on topic. That wasn't what we were talking about? I don't think so. Oh. When are we ever talking about anything? I feel like the fix here is if like uh, her her issue might not be that she doesn't have one but more that she can't afford one or can't schedule one doesn't have the time for one mm. you need to change your perspective make your weekends or your weekdays your holiday 
Start going on holiday in your house. Okay, so what are the things... I love it. I love it, first of all. Mm. So what are the things you do when you're on holiday? Um, you go and exchange all your money for something that is specifically usable somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to find a place that will only accept a particular kind of currency. So, mm. I mean, if we're sticking to the house, could you invent your own kind of itchy and scratchy money? Yeah, itchy and scratchy money for your house, mm. which... So you also mark up the the... the Proportional cost of the use of anything in your house. You've got to like yeah. put 20 house pennies in to use your own toilet. And you've got to, you know, you can't just go to the fridge and like get something out. Everything is, you mm. know, comes with, comes with its own price. Um, There's the, the learning of a new language or dialect. Mm-hmm. Or... So print off pieces of A4 in windings and stick them on all your things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, well, you got to turn off your phone. Um, yeah. Can't communicate with anyone. Got to be completely out of contact with anyone else. Yeah. Um, any mm. pets you got to send away to a family member. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, hot weather. Turn uh, the heating up. Replace all the light bulbs in your um, in your house with tanning bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so you got to start well. like sun creaming up as you sat on the sofa. You can get proper like halogen bulbs, which oh, yeah. are crazy. When I was in Australia, the family we were staying with had them, and. They got hot so quickly. You turn them on and you're just in the bathroom brushing your teeth, sweating. And it's... Why? In well, Australia! Yeah, I was going to say, it's already 30 degrees outside! Of all the places to not need a hot lamp, that's where they are. Uh, only get bottled water, so don't drink out of any of your taps. Yeah, it's not safe to drink from the taps. So, other issue here is that oftentimes what people do on holiday is they'll eat at local restaurants, mm. sample mm. the food. Here's the issue. The moment you leave your fake holiday to mm. go and find a local restaurant, the illusion will be shattered. Oh, you just got to get you got to get a takeaway from somewhere you haven't been before. Yeah, even if it's somewhere that is, and you can't drive there. No, you either get it delivered or you get an Uber or a, a taxi, probably a local taxi, Le- a local taxi, but a company you've not used before, and make sure they accept house dollars. Yeah, and make sure they might be running a scam. Get a family member to masquerade as a a loved one or family member or like a friend <laughs> yeah. to masquerade as a taxi driver who speaks to you in a language you will not be able to respond to because yeah. you, you don't speak it. Get your mum to put a beard on. Yeah, or, get her to drive you around. Even better, get your family member to act as the family member who speaks the local dialect, ah. and they have to do everything. So you'd be like, can you call the taxi company and book us a taxi or whatever? Can you talk to the the waiter and tell her I want a beer because I, I can't. I, I can't, I can't communicate physically with can't do it. Um, so you go, yeah, I'll have a beer. And then they turn around and go, yeah, she'll have a beer. And then you just have to sit there and go, I wish I could understand. Yeah, oh, it's God. so beautiful that you can do that. That's fascinating. When I get back home... I'm really I'm really going to start learning this, but God, I'm not looking forward to that flight. Mm. How do you treat yourself if you're going on a plane? Pressurise um, your bedroom? Sleep in a different room. Just like, you know... <laughs> on an uncomfortable chair. Just just, just sit in a, just sit in an uncomfortable room in which you aren't allowed to get up or go to the toilet for a certain amount of time. And then you're allowed to walk up around the room for a bit until a light goes back on, then you have to get back in your chair and not... Occasionally yeah. get that said family member to shake your chair up and down. Mm. Yeah. I it's, think it's we, all good. This is, I mean, this is pretty damn good. Like, you can take yourself away for no cost. Mm. I mean, setting up all these chairs and expensive penny conversions and hiring a house family member to... The cost of a holiday is expensive. You, yeah. You, you, you'll do it for the weekend and then the next week you go like I can't afford to do that again much mm. like a real holiday mm-hmm. uh, but you feel like you got your money's worth you know I mean you can sit and get warm and try different food and be off the grid for a bit and you know really immerse yourself in this made up culture that you fabricated and then when it gets to work on Monday you go like oh you know what it was really nice to be away but it's good to be back at work. it's good to be back and you know back where I kind of know what's going on and actually to bring this back to the original problem which they don't have one booked this is something you can schedule in and then completely 
throw away as soon as you book an actual holiday. Yeah. So just be like, yeah, in November, I'm going to do a house holiday. But you don't have to do it because in November you book a flight to Malta or whatever. A house a day? House, holidays. A house a day keeps the holidays away. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the best we've got. Um, what else? What else words for holiday are there? I mean, Get away, vacation. vacation. We're not, okay, I'm putting a veto on the one that sounds like vacation that starts with an S. Like, we're not. Right, I mean, that's already, that. that's already a thing. A thing which yeah, people... and like, it's, but, but that's not what this is. This is so much more than that bullshit term. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, sexcation is the one he's talking about. Yeah, of course. About. I, I said not to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, they might have a monopoly on the good term then. A here a day. A vet. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um... Maybe there's a is there a company that has a, a thing we can we can steal? Subway presents a here a day. <laughs> this thing like Homer's Cook, but that's worse. <laughs> Ryan House. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you in Ryan House now. <laughs> right just Ryan's house. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Yeah. I booked my holiday through Ryan's house. Mm. Where are you going? Ryan's house. <laughs> and it, and the brand changes depending on your name. If your name's not Ryan, you'll use your name. Jenny's house. Carl's house, Michael's house, House's house, House's house, Doctor House presents House's house, <laughs> featuring House from House, MD, with the House 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 band. Yeah, you proud yourself? No, <laughs> not even a little bit. Moving on, Tom. Uh, this one comes to us from Tom Parker on Reddit. Thank you, Tom Parker, who says the light from my iPhone attracts gnats when I shop from bed after dark, and flicking one off the screen just made me make a one-click purchase. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Wow, that had it all. Beginning, middle, and end. Um, Just to confirm, is this Nats the insect or Nats the Nathaniels and Natalies of the world? I mean, I wish it was my room attracts Natalies, but no, it is Nats the bug. <laughs> okay, um, and that, yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, so immediate uh, solution is close the window. Why are you allowing there to be so many gnats? Hang on, are they inside or outside? Because I feel like gnats don't get inside that much. I think they're in a space where gnats are. <laughs> this is all we know. They're in the space okay. where gnats are at. Here is what we know. They're in the place where gnats are at. And they're they sat where gnats are at. Okay, they're sat. Yeah, they're sat. The kid. They're sat. Who is this again? Is Tom, it, Parker. This is Tom Parker. Tom Parker. Tom Parker. Our boy Tom. Ah, okay, no, that's good. Now I'm getting a clearer image. I would assume something like a mosquito net or anything that would cover it up is out is out of the question. Well, I think the problem is it made the purchase. Mm. Not preventing this from happening again. we got to deal with this incoming buy that a gnat ordered. Well, hang mm. on. If it's the gnat's fault that the thing got ordered, the gnat is the one... Should pay. Who should be paying for it. So yeah. the problem... The, the fix is, how do we extort money out of a gnat? How do you monetize Nats. a gnat? Put them to work. What can they do? They're quite Order small. Order things? You're going to have to do some laundering with these gnats. Yeah. You're going to have to train... If there's more. If there's enough of them... Okay, so you get, you get a mason jar. Mm. You keep it next to where your phone is. You turn your phone on full brightness and put it on a, uh, a checkout page because I feel like that entices them in more. Yeah. When you've got a suitable number of them over the screen, you tip the phone out into the mason jar and you capture them. Mm. So then you've got all of these these gnats ready to go. A spat of gnats. A yeah. spat of gnats where you're sat, ready to go and... Clat. Clat. Oh. <laughs> Stuck the landing, gentlemen. Ready to go and <laughs> collect the money from other people's phones for you. 
what you're saying is you can train the swarm of gnats yeah. to go and make not one click purchases on other people's, no. but wait until they're, for example, on their PayPal or their Venmo mm. or their Circle Pay and get them to pay you the money that the gnats have already spent. If you get them organised, they can simulate the uh, the weight and tracking of a human finger, I'm mm. sure. You need quite a lot. From my memory, gnats are very, very small. Have we yeah. invented nanomachines built from gnats? Natto yeah. machines. Natto machines. machines. Yeah, it was only a natter of time. Well, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so... So you've got your natto machines now. Yes. And the good thing is, much like, you know, if you read about riddles, how someone, um, you know, killed someone, but they found no murder weapon because they killed them with like a block of ice or something and it melted. Yeah. Uh, you can easily conduct scam crime with the gnats because I, I feel like they've got a very short lifespan. And so yeah. they'll be out of the picture pretty quick. You've got to act fast in conditioning these guys, like training them to be thieves. Yeah. I feel like they're pretty immoral as they are. They're not going to need that much convincing. No, but it's just, you know, getting them organised. You getting need them to... It's loyalty. Yeah, it's just encouraging... Showing what's in it for them. Yeah. Which, what can you offer a gnat? It's access to more screens. Yeah. It's more light. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, I can get you in. I can get you in. Like, you, look, you, you're you wasting your time. You're all flocking to my screen. There's only so much light to go mm. around. I can get you... I can get you some real serious light sources. It's like, maybe you're in an apartment block and there's loads of houses around and they will shut the windows to keep the gnats out if you open your window the gnats come in normally you'd be a you know respectful you'd keep your door shut maybe you open your door wide and you say fly free my natty pretties and they go into the hallway and then they can get into houses and vent and steal your money and steal money for you <laughs> yeah you're like um who's the guy from oliver the one that the one that teaches all the orphans to be criminals mr criminal yeah, yeah. Miss, look, it's, it's that like, famous beloved family character mr crime yeah it's mr crime from the dickens book crime man and the boy patrol crime and punishment crime and punishment <laughs> the boys are all punishment <laughs> yeah law and order svu by charles dickens it's like that film that charles dickens made in which there's the guy that teaches all the boys to be criminals and bring all the things back to him yeah you can become mr crime for the gnats yeah in your like your said apartment block or area that has lots of other people's phones on Train them, organise them, and then very quickly you'll make back the money that that one nat forced you to spend on the one-click purchase. I really hope it wasn't expensive, because I feel like the return on these guys is not going to be stellar at first. No, but it's going to be, if not consistent short-term, it'll average out consistent. I think so, yeah. So you can make projections. Yeah. You can talk about your third quarter development in nat industries and get, maybe it's only, you know, three or four pounds a month, but... It's enough. It's enough to cover that purchase. Yeah. And also, it, you're just doing it for the love of the nat at this point. Yeah, you, you've got you've to really love nats. Yeah, you've got to love your work. Stockholm syndrome will kick in. And I think if you're around them this much, you'll very quickly learn to love their ways. Yeah. The subtle nuances of the nat culture, you will become one with them. If they're getting you money, that's another surefire way of loving someone. Just, they pay for your shit. And mm. you're like, yeah... In my experience, a very good way of facilitating <laughs> affection is money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's relationship advice from Joel over there. Just, just pay for their shit. Pay for their shit. They're no, bound to like you sooner or later. No, 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 no. It's you. it's relationship advice for dating me. Buy me things, and I'll like you. It's true. That's that's true. why he still hangs around with us. Yeah, because they buy me things. Yeah, every but day. Then they put up walls. I wish they'd just buy me a jewelry once, at least a this jewelry. Week. Buy me a jewelry. <laughs> one jewelry. It's just all, all I'm asking is for one jewelry. You know how sometimes your friend, like, you've got some food out and they're like, oh, I'm pretty hungry. And they want you to offer them your food. Yeah. I'm just there like, oh, I'm so bereft of jewellery. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so not shiny. Yeah. Okay, Natto Machines, I think, is a decent fix here. The Natto Machines is, I think, is the best way to recoup your losses. Yeah. Natto Machines aside, uh, we need to hit you with something brand 
new. And so we're going to move on to our Horsemelon Symposium section of the show, where we come up with, on the fly... On the nap? On the nap... The nuts are done. The nuts are old hat. We come up with on the fly three separate words and we try and amalgamate them into a product that we can sell to you, the viewer, and ourselves and really the world. Are we okay. theming this this week? I'm on okay. it. I'm on it. I'm so I'm so here for this. I've got one. Me okay. too. I'm there. We're just doing random words. No theme. No theme. Let's okay. We're, we're jumping we're, on we're, this shit. We're going off piste and we're going to pick three random words on the count of three, two, one. Foam. Excavation. I said foam. I said excavation. I said never. <laughs> Never foam excavation. Okay, yeah, th- there's there's lots of ways to dig a hole. <laughs> you know, people have been arguing about the best method for decades. Is it spades? Is it by hand? Obviously, as technology has progressed and advanced, there have been new uh, discoveries which have helped us do it. As soon as machines came into it, you could be more precise. You could be more efficient because you didn't have to factor in manpower. Mm. And uh, once, you know, physical tools proved to get more advanced, you realize that it wasn't all about, you know, physical solids, like digging something up, like, a, you know, a crane or a shovel or a spade or something like that. Are you talking about the second industrial revolution with foam? I was getting to it, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of where it was. And yeah. as soon as it started, as soon as people started employing using foam as a digging material, mm. it, seemed like inc- it seemed incredibly advantageous. You could, you could put, a, uh, you could put a, a barrier up and then fill that area with foam and very quickly this kind of corrosive dense acidic foam would effectively dig through the area you were trying to excavate, allowing for a much faster, more controlled kind of, uh, not burn as such, but a dig. (laughs) Not not a deadly acid foam per se. Am I right in thinking this this new method did have some adverse side effects? I mean, the fumes were the first thing that people realised. The deaths that swiftly followed were, I mean, let's be honest, we all saw them in the public eye. Yeah. Yeah. They thought the goggles were enough. They thought most of the acid would go in through the eyes, and so with that, with the goggles, it would keep them safe. And for a while, this worked. Very shortly, people realised that it wasn't it wasn't the eye holes that were the most uh, dangerous orifice in which you were breathing in these foam mm. fumes. It was the ears. You, you <laughs> could hear the foam. I breathe in via my ears. Well, that's the thing. Nothing else goes in through your ears. No, but it turns no. out foam, fine, yeah. foam fumes... Foam finds a way. Foam, foam fumes uh, find finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> and so, very quickly, the deaths started stacking up and people realised that they were too close to the excavations. Mm. Um, you know, people realised that you had to remotely activate them and be a safe distance away. But we still need to do excavation. Still, of course we do. Still got to do um, it. It's the backbone of this economy. Holes got to get dug. We were slightly overzealous as soon as the foam, uh, the foam method came in because yeah. people started using the foam to get rid of the older tools we were using for digging. I, I mean, we all remember that famous news uh, news bulletin, seeing all of the coal miners throw their pickaxes into a giant vat of foam. Yeah, we had we had uh, you, you remember book burnings. We had tool foamings, <laughs> mass tool foamings. <laughs> and every dig site around the world it was a uh... because old tools were labeled as heretical and just not okay long live foam they chanted long live foam yeah, and dig- where has it led us <laughs> there's a reason that no one has seen the foam fume burning in the sky for a while it's because once it sat there heavy like a cloud didn't dissipate no. didn't evaporate just sat there salting the earth blackening the skies and uh eventually people had had enough yeah i mean it's got to a point now in society where i think we're all aware that global foaming is an issue yeah and so we three folk decided to take upon ourselves to strike up a business because those holes they still got to get dug they do but Um, but we march we dig under a mantra we're digging under a different banner (laughs) 
Never foam. <laughs> Never foam excavation. <laughs> Not even once. Sure, yeah, that's our business model. That Never business. foam. Never ever foam. Any how other how do we actually do it? Now it's a sauce. Yeah, it's, it's kind of more like a... It's like a whipped liquid. Yeah. It's not quite yeah. foam. Yeah, if you whip it too much... The problem was they overstimulated the foam... Well, the the, the, the digging liquid. The dig quid, if you won't. <laughs> to, um, to a more foamy consistency. And that yeah. was where the danger became present. It's when you whip it less, which is what we discovered, yeah. that mm. it remains safe. Ours is kind of like a digging cream. Mm. Yeah, think a digging about... digging mousse. <laughs> a digging mousse as opposed to a digging meringue. Yeah, a little more like that. I can see that. The, um... The, the digging mousse naturally it does have some acid in it mm. but we have tried to lessen it now it's not hydrochloric it's simply citrus mm. yeah and citrus acid that's the best type it is so i mean it it does smell a lot like lemon yeah but i but, will tell you there is the the fortunate side effect that i mean we can branch this off into a dessert business at any time yeah lemon mousse i'll tell you what very good for keeping scurvy at bay Mm. Excellent for keeping scurvy at bay and also excavating the bay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your scurvy at bay and your bay's curvy with holes. <laughs> with never foam excavation <laughs> lemon mousse. NFE, not for eating lemon mousse. <laughs> is, is that the NFE, not for eating? Is yeah. that the fucking asterisk at the end of the advert? Delicious never foam excavations lemon mousse. Not for eating, no lever. It's not for eating. You can't eat it. It's poison. <laughs> it's acid. It's it smells good, but do not let that fool you. You don't drink bleach. Don't drink Never Foam Excavation Lemon Mousse. That's that's the advert. Don't drink any <laughs> mousse. Use a spoon. Never Foam Excavation. <laughs> Protecting the planet. It's beautiful. We've got time for one more little section, but we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to do a speed round. We're going to say the three words. Then we're each going to pitch what we think that is. We've got a minute. Oscar's going to time it. He's got all the latest tech. Oh, yeah. And uh, whoever's is the best wins. How do we decide? You decide. Maybe you can vote. I don't know. I haven't thought this through. You guys vote. We'll do a Twitter poll or you can text us. I'll give you my number. <laughs> I won't. We will, we will simply, we will do the voting and you cannot vote for your own. Okay. That makes more sense. It's less fan engagement, but you know what, guys? You're already here. You're listening. You're engaging. That's great. Awesome. When the, when the, bark, when the, dog, when the dog barks, barks thrice. When, when the, the bee dog, stings. When the dog crows thrice. <laughs> Right, so we, we're doing it on the same word set for all of us, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. So think of a word. Mm -hmm. We'll say it out, and then we're going to go... Who's going first? I'll go first. Okay, we'll, we'll go, go Tom, right. Oscar, me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that means I've got the most time to think, but also two of the ideas will be stricken. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to use the same order? Yes. Cool. But it has to be a different product. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Three, two, one. Fast. So what have we got there? Uh, I said bell. I said fruit. I said case. Okay. So, okay, hang on, hang on. Have you, have you got your idea ready? Not even remotely, I'm just going to okay. have to freehand it. As soon as he starts talking, <laughs> the dog timer begins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the timer doesn't start until you do. So we discussed on this podcast the idea of designer fruit, of giving, uh, like, fruit that may be not quite so desirable extra properties to help it along its way, right? Now, the bell-shaped fruits, if you will, <laughs> things that, like a strawberry, for example... They are notorious for being really easy to damage. Soft, squidgy, um, completely just uh, just perilous. Like, they, they will just get mushed at the drop of a hat. So, the Bell Fruitcase 
is exactly what it sounds. It is a protective little silicon wrapper that you can add on to your uh, belled fruits. So anything that is <laughs> shaped as such uh, and requires a little bit of extra protection, keep those strawberries feeling uh, fresh, juicy, and unmashed every single day. How much is it going to cost, you ask? Four ninety nine each. <laughs> and I got four more seconds. Uh, any questions? No, I didn't think so. That's excellent. Thank you Thank very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Perfect timing. The okay. bell fruit case. The bell, bell fruit case. Bell fruit case. I love it. All right. Well, Oscar, are you ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> <clears throat> Where does fruit go? Well, obviously, you got to keep it in something. And what that thing is, that's a fruit case. Now, I know what you're thinking. A fruit case can be any size, any, and you go in blindly, not looking at the case, you dip your hand in and then try and pick something out. And then sometimes you don't know how many of these fruits you've picked out. So you hit the bottom of the case and you're met with despair and you have no idea that it was empty. So what I'm proposing is a way to alarm the case so that when you've run out of fruit, it notifies you. <laughs> That's right, the fruitcase bell. <laughs> that will chime when you're in your last piece of fruit and then when you remove it, the chime will stop as an audible reminder, you got to go pick up some more fruit for that fruitcase. And uh, this way, you need never dip your hand in and be met with empty case when searching for your tasty fruit ever again. Now, mine doesn't retail. You've got to make it yourself. It's a nice DIY project you can find on my website, www.fruitcase.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. Beautifully, oh. beautifully done. This is stiff competition right <laughs> this is, now. That was also very close to my idea. Yeah. I don't know whether to rebrand. This is the, you've you've got to you've got to come up with something. Oh. This is the this is the danger of going last. This Plenty is of time the, yeah. to think, but you you don't think. You come up with one idea and someone will take it. <laughs> plenty of time to think. Plenty of time to stink. Um, you know what? I'm going to stick with my original idea. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. The fruitcase bell. <laughs> 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 Patent pending. Um, this I've been a, involved in a legal dispute. I will hear nothing of it. This is the OG, the original fruitcase bell. Um, when you're going on holiday, you've got to take your clothes. You take your suits and you take them in a suitcase. You've obviously got to have something to eat. You're going to take your fruits and your fruitcase. Now, how are they sorting that on the plane? They've got to refrigerate the fruit. You don't want to refrigerate your soup. So each fruitcase will have a little bell on it and when the shipping and handlers they're going onto the plane they give it a little rattle if it rings goes in the fruitcase compartment if it don't goes in the suitcase department you can buy a fruitcase bell to attach to your luggage your fruitcase uh for the mere price of 12.99 because it's made of solid gold and 12.99 <laughs> yeah we're running at a loss that's for the first season so that we can get people interested in it it's going to go up obviously so get yours now while it's cheap and uh that's all i have to say any questions thought not okay bye wow i mean that's a slam dunk that's that's <laughs> it had two rhymes in it that's un unbelievable see this is where i'm getting frustrated halfway through my pitch i realized fruitcase sounds like suitcase <laughs> <laughs> So I would have. Do, ended do up you know what, Tom? Halfway through your pitch, I realised fruitcase <laughs> sounds like suitcase. It was an incredibly frustrating time for me because I'd already decided that bell fruits was a better pairing than fruit now, case. I, I do want to go back to this. Name one other. There isn't one. <laughs> I don't know. Pears are kind of like a bell. Yeah. Eh, I strawberries, I would argue, aren't particularly like a bell.
Mm, I mm. Can, I'll allow it for yeah. the purposes yeah, of the bell fruit. It's not but wrong. It's not great. It's an upside down bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's. I think. I mean, my vote is is going a hundred percent to Joel because it had two <laughs> rhymes in it. Yeah, honestly, both of you have a great idea, but Joel, you have won this week's um, competitive horsemelon symposium. <laughs> well done. So well done. Can we have your your victory sound? Okay, it's from the world's first CHMS. Yeah. <laughs> So everybody start writing down scores. That's one nil nil <laughs> to Joe. We hope you enjoyed that slight twist on the formula to the CHMS. We have been First World Solutions. We're going to close out the show now. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, that's awesome. Let people know. Share it around. Send them some links. Send them iTunes or SoundCloud. I don't mind which, but it has to be one of them. Uh, otherwise, they won't get it. You can't just you can't just not link it. I'll be mad. Not oh, mad. I'll just, be disappointed. You don't want that. That's worse. That is so much worse. Uh, let your friends know. Tell them what we're about. Let them know that you quite like us, if you do quite like us. If you have another emotion, tell them that. Get to it. And if in your one of your other emotions, you find yourself stumbling across a problem in your everyday, or hear someone else complaining to you about one of their first world problems in their everyday, then you can take any day to get in touch with us. And you can do so through Twitter. We're at FWScast. Or you can find us on Facebook with First World Solutions. Or you can email us directly at fwscast at gmail.com. We check all of these every week before the show. And it'd be really great to get some more audience interaction to find out how we can help slash ridicule slash go on a tangent around your problems and ideas. If you are listening to us on iTunes, do leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And actually, it's just really nice to read what you think. Likewise, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, comments are always fun. Uh, we love interacting with you guys and hearing what you think of the show, which bits you're responding to, um, what we can avoid doing again. Uh, just do let us know what you think of the show. It's always really, really appreciated. In the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I have been Tom. No problems. No problem. No problem.